Good afternoon, boxing fans around the world. Back again on Combat Talk Radio, found at combattalkradio.net with a our weekend of boxing updates here. Feel free to check us out. Once again, the site is combattalkradio.net. Leave us some comments, questions, suggestions, feedback on how we're doing, and we will get right into our weekend of boxing. All right, boxing fans, recording a little bit later in the day. We've got a pretty stacked weekend of boxing, and I wanted to get some stuff done. I've got some crazy happenings on my Endeavor side. I want to get those done. Before I dedicated to talking to about the events this weekend, a couple of fights did wrap up uh, earlier, mostly regional fights that I saw uh, that had happened, kind of slipped under the radar. I'm not going to focus on those. I'm just going to focus on what I see that happens to be upcoming. The big ones that I think most people have their eye on, most people are talking about, is Clarissa Shields versus Maricela Corneo. I love. I I am. I'm a huge fan of Marcella Corneo for, for multiple reasons. Um, she is slightly older, but I like her as a fighter. I think she's a beautiful person, too. This is on zone, by the way, 10 rounds of middleweight action out in uh, Little Caesars in Detroit. I, I Again, I think very highly of Cornejo. I don't think highly of Shields. Shields is skilled, certainly, but I don't think highly of her. Um, it's not about talent. It's just person, right? So the reason this one intrigued me simply is because I think in terms of experience you got a really equivalent level of experience on the two of these sides and this i think is going to be a good measure not a test but just a measure where shields really is because we expect that shields is going to easily dispatch cornejo that's kind of the predominant expectation but i don't think we should call cornejo out or say that she's got no chance i think she does have a chance she does have a chance but it's really going to be a test where you know mentally shields is right now Here's why I say this. Initially, Clarissa Shields was on deck to fight Hannah Gabriels. Hannah Gabriels failed a drug test. And the story was that there was some steroid she was giving the dog and that that's caused her to pop positive. Nobody believes this, but that's what it is. So now this is a late replace. This is why I say it's going to be a good measure of where Shields really is as a fighter because I think, I'm pretty sure this is the first time she's fought a, a late replace like this on this kind of a notice. If she's that good, it won't really matter. But I think you're going to see that Cornejo's going to have her moments in this fight. The number, the interesting thing is she, Shields has roughly very close to the same number of fights. I think Cornejo started later. She started much later, so the number of fights really threw me at first. I was surprised to see that, but Cornejo has roughly the same number of fights, very close. I think it's a three-fight delta. So I got my eye on this one just because I'm a big fan of Cornejo for sure, and I want to see if she can test Clarissa Shields. On the undercard of that same event then, we got Ardriel Holmes fighting Wendy Tassant. Uh, this one is 10 rounds of super welterweight action. DAZN once again. I don't think much of the fight. Uh, Holmes is, you know, Holmes isn't really impressive. Uh, he's undefeated, but he's not been impressive to me. And then Tassant, for me, feels like a soft touch for this uh, level of fight. I don't think much of it overall. Uh, you know, some people may be fans of it, and that's great, because if you're just, if you just like fights, it's, it's a fight, and it's something worth to do. So then maybe that's all we see as far as what's on schedule that's televised. There may be some non-televised, but that's maybe what's all we see. But the reason I wanted to talk more than just the uh, Shields fight is I want to talk about what's coming because what's coming is a sign of where we're at in boxing. Next weekend, out of Madison Square Garden, New York, 12 rounds of super lightweight, we get Josh Taylor 
fighting Teofimo Lopez. Lopez, of course, is fighting at 140 for, I believe, the second time since he took a dominant loss to George CM Punk Cambosas. And Josh Taylor, of course, he ducked Jack Catterall. So the <laughs> the story of this fight is that Lopez, he got called out by Prograce and then ducked Prograce. And then Taylor was supposed to do a rematch with Catterall. All of a sudden, he gets all these injuries. And notice he didn't get injured against Lopez. So I'm just saying, about a year ago, I said, I think he's ducking the dude using injuries regardless. It's a good fight for what it is. And so then <laughs> Tiafimo comes out and he's talking about, yeah, I want to kill Josh Taylor. And the interesting, you know, NSB, and they were talking, criticizing Deontay Wilder when he talked about body on the record. And then, of course, you know, Plant buries Darrell. They don't have a problem with that. Lopez talks about killing Josh Taylor. They don't have a problem with that. But the Wilder statement got all over the news, all of the broadcast. Fans, not really fans, Marks, went and tried to get the man stripped of the WBC over his comment. But yet, Tiafimo, he still has his fans and he still has people. And they appreciate it when he says it. And I'm just saying it is what it is. But regarding the fight now, I think Tiafimo's got mental issues, and I'm saying this serious. I think he's got mental issues. I know he has some personal things. Apparently, his wife is divorcing him and taking his kids and doing something else, so that's on his mind. I know he had some issues with his family. That was in the Cambosis, Leo to Cambosis fight. He had some family issues back then. Then he had the whole medical thing. Apparently, this was, I didn't know this, but apparently this might have been exacerbated by something where he let some 400-pound whatever punch him in the chest, like, I think there's something mentally wrong with Tiafimo Lopez, and he needs to get help. He needs to get help before he gets hurt because don't get it twisted. Josh Taylor, despite ducking Jack Catterall, has the opportunity to beat Tiafimo, and we don't know if that's going to send this dude into a spiral. Just out the last fight with Sandor Martin with Tiafimo, he's asking, he's caught on camera asking, do I still got this? You know, so something's mentally wrong with Tiafimo Lopez. I hope he gets the help he needs. I know he won't, but I hope he gets the help he needs. Uh, Zandra Zayas is fighting Ronald Cruz on that undercard. And of course, Zandra Zayas, he's, he's, <laughs> he's putting up what Bumbanga let down <laughs> for the culture. So I got my on that one. I think it's going to be a really good fight. Jaime Munguia makes his return. He's fighting, uh, Dario Menchenko. That's a really good fight. Going to really test Munguia. Dario Menchenko, he's that gatekeeper. Let's be honest. That's what he is. And that's okay because he's a solid gatekeeper for what he is. Really good fight. We get to test where Munguia happens to be. We get to see Sonny Edwards fighting Andres Campos. Two young guys, both undefeated. That's going to be a really good fight at Flyweight out in Wembley. I'm, I'm loving what I see on that one. So we got a really stacked next weekend coming up. Really exciting fights happening. Right now, I think we overall are positioning to, you know, because we're getting close, hopefully, to, you know, Crawford stopped ducking Spence, apparently assigned the contract as B-side, so that fight looks like it's going to happen. Uh, Crying Garcia's trying to get Roley Romero into the ring. Romero's got a fight, interim fight he's got to fight here soon, I believe. So we got a couple exciting ones there. Devin Haney's trying to get back in the ring. Uh, Shakur Stevenson's trying to get back in the ring. Hopefully, a Tank just got arrested, but hopefully he gets back in the ring. So I still maintain 147's dead, and it's going to be for at least another month or so. We have to see how Spence Crawford goes. You know how I feel about it. I think Spence takes him out just because I feel like Spence overall has had more experience at the top level than Crawford has at 147, which is what matters. It's not about your past. It doesn't really matter. It matters in the here and now, Luke DeVandros. So I think Spence takes him out. But after that, like, think about it. What's next? Really, you don't really have much except for Boots. By the way, Boots, 
apparently is on deck to fight Roman I test killer Villa. That's a really good fight. NSB is thinking that Boots takes out Villa. He should. I don't think it's guaranteed because we saw him following Karen Chikazian around like a puppy and blocking punches with his face. Chikazian didn't have the power. Villa's got the power. Villa's a tricky fighter. Villa is not top-level, elite-level fighter. He's just tricky. He seems to catch you with shots you don't see coming and is able to turn the tides. So I'm not going to count Villa out in that fight. I love the fight. And if Villa takes that O from Boots Ennis, I want people to shut up. I'm just straight up on that. Because if he's able to be that eye test killer and keep on going like he did with Rashidi Ellis and Boca Chica, I want people to shut up about the dude and give him his chops. Because <laughs> Boots has been high to the moon, just like Bumbanga, just like some of these others, Rashidi Ellis even. So really exciting fight there. I, I, all, overall, we've got some really good things happening here, and I, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's fantastic overall. But 147 is just dry. Other than what I just mentioned, you got Stankonia, Stanionis. He's still in the mix a little bit. Ugas is still in the mix, but he's a little bit older now. Virgil Ortiz, he's injured. And then some, you know, Cody Crowley. You got some other ones out there, but it's like this lull. And it's mostly because people are trying to figure out, let's get a unified division champion with Spence and Crawford and then see where we go. Well, that one's a two-fight deal with Al Heyman on Crawford's side. Tells me we're probably going to get a draw, likely a disputed draw to set up a rematch. I don't want to see it because I would have rather seen, and I know people disagree, I would have rather seen Spence fight Keith once upon a time Thurman at 147 and take him out of the game completely. Send a message. Or see Keith once upon a time Thurman fight Boots Ennis just to solve that equation and see where Boots really is as a fighter. We're not going to get any of that. So here we are. 147 dries all hell, but the lower weight classes are starting to heat up a little bit. We're going to have to watch and see. Next weekend's going to be stacked. I'm going to enjoy seeing what's going on there. Meanwhile, we get to see where Clarissa Shields is and if she really is the so-called quote, as she says that she is this weekend. I'll tune in probably next week. I don't think I'm going to actually see the fight live. I'm going to check it after the fact and just kind of do the analysis. And I have an update that I'll do probably on YouTube a little bit later on, maybe. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Combat Talk Radio, Masterpiece Boxing, found at combattalkradio.net. I want to thank you for listening today, whether you are a subscriber or not. I know you have choices, and I appreciate you for being here. Just to remind those that are new to the show, Combat Talk Radio records every Friday, so once a week in the Pacific time zone. And then Lifeblood of Boxing series, which is our coverage of the boxers I think are worth your time and give to the sport. That's once per month. It does not have a fixed schedule, but once a month I'll have a release until I run out of ones that I think are worth covering. For Lifeblood of Boxing. So those are our two programs. It is podcast only at this point. We want to hear from you. So combattalkradio.net at the bottom. Hit comments, feedback. Let us know how we're doing. If there's anything that you'd like to see us adjust or improve, we want to hear from you and we are open to that feedback. We also are open to starting up the YouTube again, but it seemed like that died off when Lomachenko took a loss and we don't know why. So if somebody knows why or they'd like to hear the YouTube coverage, let us know that as well in the comments. And we are open to doing it. We just need to make sure the fans are there. Right now they're on the podcast, not on the YouTube for whatever reason specific. We're open either way. Anyhow, that'll do it. And I will see you guys next week.